atomic gigantification was a sweep in Japan nation when along came a dude with an ultra attitude, a common Morado, the greatest kicker of Japan. End of all, man. Last you short now, baby. To not talk big now, baby. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to a brand new episode of Kaiju Conversation. I'm your host, Elijah, and joining me as always, my co-host. Hello, I am Rex, and today we are on a very special episode, as it was a, as it would appear. Yes, this is a milestone for us. We are on episode 50. Oh, God. How did we get here? Well, to be fair, you you joined me like halfway through the journey. Who cares? Not important. Yeah, but if we're talking statistically, uh, statistically speaking, podcasts end after seven episodes, roughly, they say, um, on average. And Mm -hmm. we're on 50, so we've beaten that by seven times over uh, with the Mm -hmm. last episode. That was seven times over. So we're... uh, we're not doing too shabby, if I if I do say so myself. <laughs> I hope the viewer agrees. I like how you said the viewer, singular. Like, there's no way yes. there's more than one person, and that one viewer is you. <laughs> you in the future, because you, you edit, so you got to listen to all this all over again. Oh, this is going to be a long one. Yes, that's what she said. Oh. <laughs> I had to. I just I had to. So before we get going with the episode, I think we need to address what was just played before this. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, wonderful song. We have an intro theme. So uh I guess we should let people in on our little surprise here for episode 50. Uh that is the first uh this being a new year happy new year we're we're recording this in yes. 2022 but it is 2023 when it's you guys will hear year, this happy new years you know <laughs> yeah happy new years um we are going to try and step up our game we're going to yes. like hopefully uh introduce a level quality we have not had just yet uh one of those things is year. Yes, we are we are on the grind. Uh one of the things we are doing is we are introducing an intro and outro. Uh Rex and I both wrote the song. Uh this is actually it's funny. Uh a while back I interviewed in uh Connor Baxter of Invader Design. Uh he's a good friend of mine. And we were chatting one day and he was like, ET, you should make the Godzilla rap the intro for the podcast. (laughs) And I was like, that would be funny, but like copyright and like, that's not my, my content. It's, it's somebody else's. I I don't want to just take music and just throw it in. And, you know, since then I've been trying to figure out what exactly I wanted to do. I have, I had, two drafts um for intro themes inspired by a radio station i used to uh, used to listen to uh one of them actually i think has gone live you can actually listen to the 
or watch the 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 draft. Um, there's another one that I'll probably post on to uh, our YouTube channel whenever I find it. I've gone through gigabytes of data uh, recently, so I've just been finding stuff and I've been trying to, you know, organize it and sort it. So there was two drafts, and then I kind of stopped worrying about it because it's like I, I want to I want to create uh, something original. Mm-hmm. And then I reached out to somebody in the fandom. I won't, I'm not going to say names. Um, and like, I'm not going to get political on this podcast. That's not, that's not at all what, what I'm supposed to be doing here. I'm supposed to be entertaining and informing uh, you listeners. But this person said, because of my, uh, affiliation with an individual who had certain political views. They assumed that I shared similar views. And because of that, they didn't feel comfortable making music for me. Hmm. I'm just going to say they read me wrong. I definitely have different opinions than the person I'm affiliated with. It's just, he's a good friend and he's helped me through some really hard stuff. And just because they have different opinions than me doesn't mean I can't be their friend. Mm. Um, even though I, I disagree and, you know, I, I, if, if we ever had a conversation about that, I'd say I disagree, but it's because I have different, uh, morals and different, uh, beliefs than he does. And, you know, that's okay. That's, that's perfectly okay. That's, that's what makes us special. Life experiences as well. Yeah. Exactly. So that went down um, down the drain. And from there, it was that like, was okay, well, ago. what am I supposed to do? Hmm? That was a while ago, too. Yeah. That was like a year and a half ago. <laughs> um, then the podcast, you know, we started up. We just didn't do use an intro or an outro theme. Uh, we did that. Nathan from the Monster Island Film Vault, my good friend, he constantly has been like, if you need to, I'll make you a theme. Like, you need a th- intro. Like, what What do we got to do to get you an intro? And uh, I was like, well, Nathan, I want to make my own. So fast forward, you know, a year and a half, we start the podcast back up. And one of the things I want to do is like, we need an intro and outro. Um, I've I've got like, the credits or whatever you want to call our, our, you know, scripted ending is, um, but that's it. So Rex, you and I, uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure I had the idea because of what, mm. uh, invader, uh, said, I wanted to do yeah. a riff on the Godzilla rap by caveman Bob and the Bobettes found on the Godzilla and other movie monsters documentary from 1999 which we will eventually cover documentaries, and that is one I definitely want to talk about. Um, so that was my idea, was like a riff off that. So you and I uh, got the lyrics. There's no like mm. lyrics out there, so we had to listen to it and like decipher what some of him, what some of what he <laughs> says, because like it's actually really hard to understand him. Like the hardest yeah. one for me was uh, he'll give the French an eyeball 
as he smacks the tower rifle with his radioactive, radioactive breath. He will refire Expo City. Nothing he does is pretty. <laughs> he can smoke him out of old Los Angeles. Like it's it's really hard because of the reverb and like the editing and like how he just says it. It's hard to actually figure out what he's saying. It's like trying to figure out what Optimus Prime is saying in G1 Transformers. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, yeah. I get what you're referencing, too. Um, so, like, after two days of both of us basically listening to the song on repeat, we got all the lyrics, and from there we we wanted to create something that was inclusive of all tokusatsu. We didn't just want to do another Godzilla rap. Um, yeah. So there's I think references. This podcast is very clearly a little bit more than just Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah. In spite of the so, episode title here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, there's some Sentai, some Kamen Rider, some Garo, Ultraman, Godzilla, Gamera, Daimajin. Um, we just, and if we you put check in out all the we music could. video, there may be even a little bit more. Yes. So, and I'll get to the music video in a second. So, Rex and I spent like two, I want to say it was two months. But I could Something be wrong. Like I don't, that. it was a while. Like, we, we took a lot of time to like write this. Hmm. Um, I mean, you did the bulk of it, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, that's just mainly because I like, I, I, I was wanting to make something that not only like riffed on us, but riffed on the Godzilla rap because like we don't take ourselves very seriously. Like, mm-hmm. if you see, if you listen to the bloopers, like we. Rex and I don't, don't. We're the most serious podcasters around. Uh yeah, we're we're like the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that's the most serious podcast around. With yes, with, uh, yes. With my yeah, I love the Joey Diaz episode where he where he just starts making noises. I was more thinking <laughs> about when Joe Rogan had Elon Musk and he was smoking pot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh uh I just, we are the I just joe rogan of, Kai, of kaiju podcasts anyways yeah there's some there's some lines that you can clearly tell i was just like let's poke fun at me mm. i can think <laughs> of a couple i can too so we wrote it rex helped uh finalize the script then at g fest I met with Danny DeMana uh, and a bunch of other of my friends. And I was like, Danny, could you work with, on a project with me? And this is actually our first f- full crossover. Um, we've talked about doing stuff in the past, but we've never actually collaborated. Um, and I was like, Danny, can you sing these lyrics? Like, you know the rap. You probably know it by heart. Could you... Uh, could you could you sing this for me? And and we talked and I was like, yeah, could you like edit it so your voice is echoey and you know, we gotta get the girls uh doing the chorus and whatnot. And he was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, you know, send me if you have the audio file, send me that and then uh 
send me send me the lyrics and I'll see what I can do. So then I reached out to Grattan from Giant Monster BS. Uh, he does music. He did music for uh, his podcast, and he's done it for I think it was the Power Trip as well. Um, I was like, hey, I want to do a rap. I, I want to do a remix of this rap. Could you do it? Um, and I thought I was going to have to pay him, um, but he graciously uh, did it for free for me, and I I, I really appreciate that. Um, I'm actually going to reach out to him here uh, in the next few days as of this recording to collaborate again with him on uh, on something that I'm I'm excited to get going again. Uh, oh. But that's beyond the point. Um, so he did this. If you actually listen to the full music, the full song, because we have a full song. We wrote it as a full song. Mm, uh, for like two minutes or so. Yeah. Uh, there's a sample taken from Akira Ifukube's Godzilla main theme. Um, you can hear it in the background. Um, and that was Grattan's choice. That that wasn't something Rex or I really had thought about. Um, but it helps keep the beat up. Um, and it's it was it was a great little detail he did. Um, so Grattan made that, and then we sent it all to Danny. And then after about a week and a half, Danny got back with me and said, "Here you go." And this is what we got. This is this is what we uh, this is what we got. And I personally love it. Um, I actually had it blasting in my car, and my car's got Bose <laughs> surround. So, and I have the bass turned up all the way, so it's like, boom, 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 boom. like it's just my my rear view mirrors are shaking as I'm listening <laughs> to this song. I know you oh, had a similar experience, but it was not like blasting it, but in, in a classroom, actually. <laughs> yeah, I showed a couple people. <laughs> oh, it was funny. That, that was so, a funny day. We, we've had a lot of fun with this, and uh, Rex edited together a music video for us, and you mm. can actually watch the music video on YouTube on the Kaiju Conversation YouTube channel. And yes. beyond that, please do. Uh, I haven't got it finalized yet. I've been having troubles getting uh, the distributor to work with me, but I'm trying to get it posted to Spotify and a few other platforms as like a single. But I do have a bonus track um, that I, I did a while back that uh, I'm trying to attach to it as well, just as a little like bonus um, are you gonna are you gonna put that one's music video on the YouTube channel? No, the music video is gonna forever be uh exclusive to the event that it was a part of. What oh that's yeah. That's that's tragic, man. That's that's yeah. actually sin sinful right there. Yeah. I, I, I'm it's, okay that's with like, it. That's like almost like this the movie we're about to watch. Yeah, it is. It is. So you don't want to be compared to this movie. No, I don't. <laughs> so exactly. there is our first surprise for this year. Uh, the intro and outro. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys check out the music video. And if it's up, I hope you guys can uh, find it on Spotify and enjoy listening to it as well. Um, we spent a lot of time on it and I'm 
eternally grateful for Rex's help in the music video and the writing and Danny for doing the vocals and mixing the vocals with the music and Grattan just composing the whole thing. Uh, it's been, it's been a ride. It's been a long journey. This has been something I've been trying to do since 2019 to get a proper intro. And here we are three mm. years later. It's done. Only, only took a little bit of time. So there's that our first uh, surprise. Beyond that, you know, it's just it's going to be a busy month, a busy year. It's going to be a busy month, too. We've got tons of episodes planned. Um, we're going to, you know, Rex and I are working on our own side projects. You know, his writing, my writing. Uh, I'm starting back up my YouTube channel. Um, if you've been keeping track of what I've been doing, um, and maybe Rex and I can, can collaborate on some stuff. I know Rex has some scripts he's writing for some potential uh, content that mm. would be amazing to see get put out. Mm. So hopefully, I can find the time to finish it off. Still got a I long agree. way to go, mind you. This is true. <laughs> so, oh dear God. Welcome to 2023, the the beginning of our rise in content creators, and maybe even learning more about ourselves than we didn't even than we didn't know already. So mm. it's been this is the golden age. Hopefully, conversation. Hope well. I, I hope it's not the golden age. I hope we're just beginning. Mm-hmm. Um. I do have uh, some hopes that we can also get some uh, some monthly streams. Um, we'll see how that goes. I got to reach out to the person that uh, showed interest in it. I'm already designing some of the some of the stuff for it and uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but hopefully it all works, works out just fine. Hmm. But we're about 20 minutes in, and this episode we're going to try and do as little editing as possible because it's going to be a long one. So oh, I know, me. That's going to be editing. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, I feel like we've done pretty good so far. Mm, I could see a few areas where there'll be some editing, you know, removing a couple coughs here and there, but that's besides the audience's care. Yeah. And it makes uh, the, video, the, the recording longer for me. This is true. So we're about 20 minutes in. Let's go ahead. I seem to have forgotten what 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 episode 50 was going to be about. I got so caught up in that Jesus. amazing song. Jesus, man. You forgot your favorite movie of all time. No, we're not we're not Why would we talk about, we're we're skipping over so many Godzilla movies. Why would we talk about that one? Which one do you think it is? The one I'm thinking about is from the 70s. Ew, no. Ew. Disgusting. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, who, who, who likes f- old movies? Who, who do you think you are? Who likes old um, Japanese movies? I'm, I'm a big fan. Uh, I'm a big fan of big American explosion blockbusters like we're watching like the michael bay transformers of godzilla 
today. Isn't it exciting? I can't talk about a Michael Bay-like Godzilla movie without crapping on it the whole time. Actually, no, that'd be more King of the Monsters, I suppose. Mm. <laughs> At least King of the Monsters has style. It's not yeah, good. Yeah, Bay has style. Bay, Bay has a style. Yeah, like it's called... It's not good. You can't tell whose appendage is whose. Like, I'm just no, he... watching metal just clink around and like bang boom boom explosion oh there's sexualized women oh america oh god if you really want michael bay's godzilla read um the script for the janda bond godzilla movie dear god now that that well, is actual check out michael the... bay's tra- uh godzilla even down to uh godzilla megatron and the griffin like being contained in ice and stuff like that Good. Bumblebee oh. Zilla getting captured by the military. And who were Joe Joe Russio worked on that, right? Uh Terry Russio. Who worked Terry, on this film? Yeah. yeah, Terry Russio. I hope he never works on another Godzilla movie. His his well, ideas I have were kind of news for you. For you. Oh no. What do what, you know what, what news do you have? Talking about? Oh no. Not that movie. We're not talking talking about that movie, please. Adam Wingard's Godzilla and Kong the Battle for Earth. Oh, God. No, (laughs) that's supposed to come out next year. Yeah. No. Yeah, but I'm afraid. (sighs) So we're going to have the exclusive is what I'm hearing. Yes. Wetesco. Okay. So we're going to pull a monstrosities here. So we got to see the Godzilla movie early, and let me tell you, it's awful. It's just awful. Now, if we cut off there, and we just leave it at that, and we say, okay, that's it. That's the episode, guys. Have a great day. We're going to get tons of comments. We're going to get people threatening us, telling us that we should die, and that uh, we're liars. Isn't that what you want from the internet? No. I do. I already get that. I, I sent you screenshots. Well, I don't get any. What's, what's this racism? Uh, next next time somebody replies to a tweet of mine, I'll say, excuse me. Yeah, at me. Can you go follow at Rex Xenomorph and harass him too? He would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like if, if you want to harass Kaji Conversation, you got to send it all my way. Honestly, yes, do that, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> That would be so much better. <laughs> I'm too busy to deal with it. But anyways, yes, we are talking about the 2021 film Godzilla vs. Kong. Are we talking about it? Ooh, maybe we're doing a little bit, a little bit different, something a little different since I believe we've, well, you've already talked about it before. Yes, yes. I've I've already talked about it. So like what what can we do that's different? I wasn't invited to that episode. No, you weren't. It's okay. I'm offended. It's okay. So if if we're not just talking about the movie, what else could we be doing? Maybe we are watching it. <gasps> so you're saying 
We get to sit here, watch the movie, and tell the listeners everything wrong with Godzilla vs. Kong as our 50th anniversary celebration? Yes. And now the listeners are going to be looking at the title and seeing that I literally just dropped the entire title. And it only took us 25 minutes. Yeah, 26. If you want to count the the intro. Yeah, however however much of it will remain. Yeah. Well, once we start the episode, we're actually, or I guess not the episode, the movie, we're not going to actually be editing. We will be just talking because there's Hmm. plenty to talk about. And anytime we need to stop and talk, we will pause the movie and we will talk. We will Hmm. continue to tell you everything wrong with... Godzilla versus Kong. This is when the cinema sense would be like boom, 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 in four hours or less. Spoilers. God help us all. Duh. Actually, yeah. Spoilers. God help us all. <laughs> so if you guys want to like follow us, you can, or if you just want to listen to us and like write down in your notebook that you always carry while while listening to us to write down everything we're wrong with, you know, you can write like, okay, at this time stamp, they said this, and I disagree because of this. And then if you want to, you can just send us a photo of that notebook with all of your notes, and we will maybe not get back with you. Yeah, but we send will it to look our at complaints them. department. Yes. <laughs> complaints at kaijuconversation.idgaf.com. Yes. Yes. So yes. Rex here has the movie set up ready to go. Um if you're ready, I'll go ahead and hit play here in about five seconds once you give me the clear. Alrighty. Okay. And five, four, three, two, one. And you might have thought we were about to start the movie, but we had some technical difficulties. That so we're just not take us like start. an hour or anything. It did not take us an hour. Wait, no, no, it didn't take us an hour. It took us an hour. It did not take us an hour. It Calm took down. us an hour. It took us an hour. No, it did not. Anyways, anyways, we are going to start the movie now in about five seconds. So give us Ooh. five. Four, three, two, one, and let's begin. Alrighty, so we start with some opening logos of uh, Warner Brothers and Legendary Pictures. Rest in peace, Warner Brothers. <laughs> That's a sin of I mean, its own. It's a Warner Brothers movie. <laughs> I was about to say, why? Why are we? Why are we um, celebrating or or? Um, Sharing remorsing remorse over it, a, yeah, remorsing. That's yeah. a word. I can't even. This was I, like I lost the, the word I was using. This is like the last Warner Brothers movie before Warner Brothers died. So I already <laughs> want to point out. I hate this somewhere on Skull Island. That's horrible. Just, just and go how with is Skull the Leaf Wings? What do you mean? How is the Leaf Wings? If the whole island is killed like how does this work i mean i don't know there's a lot of leaf leaf wings oh watch this watch this 
the beard, beard. It, this beard goes through time and space throughout the entirety of this movie. Yeah, I mean, it was like, clipping at the shot earlier as well. Um, like it, all it does here is clip. Mm. But what a what a funny another issue with this, his ass like Shrek, right? I was about to say another issue is this movie tries to be Shrek, <laughs> which didn't the writers of this also do Shrek? Yeah, Terry Ross, yeah. Yeah, so like this is just him reusing stuff he's already done. He did that I mean, yeah, with this is the space, original. This is half of this is like the intro to Shrek. <laughs> yeah, it literally all Russio does in this movie is use his old scripts and like redo them. Yeah, well, this even shot see here, elements of Godzilla ninety four coming back. We do this shot right here. It's Kong with his uh, tearing off tree. the stuff for his spe- his tree his tree spear. Yeah. spear. Mm-hmm. The tree does not look real. The tree no. looks really fake. So does his jaw when he yawns. I, I like think it's a weird texture fine. issue. Eh, it looks fine, mostly. I just, I can't Oh, those get trees looked a little weird. <laughs> like the one interacting with his hand was a bit weird. Yeah, throughout this m- movie, there will be a ton of stuff where I'm going to be like, this is weirdly... It's interacting really weird right now. I mean, that happens with every movie, to be fair. It's just... Yeah, but it's, it's just, really relevant we, in this we, uh, we're too we, we, we've, We're too familiar with this movie for our own good. I mean, you yeah, especially. I saw it, yeah, I was about to say, I saw this like 12 times in the theater. I've only so seen like, it like three, I think. Three or four. This maybe. is like my 20th time since it came out. Jesus Christ. You're a monster. Also, what's with the fisheye on Gia throughout yeah, this entire that looks thing? Weird. It's I really don't hate weird. it, but it looks kind of weird with the background. Another sin is it's two three six and not two three three. I hate the fact <laughs> that they didn't hold up the references. Was it two three three in the uh, Monarch website? Or... Wasn't just no, it was thirty three. Okay. It was Outpost thirty three. Okay. okay. I, so this this dude here in the glasses is clearly not on the same set as Rebecca Hall. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you look at his eyesight and, like, his act, his acting, like, he's a wood. He's a stick. Mm. His acting is awful. Mm. And, like, here, when you look at him over the Rebecca's <laughs> shoulder, he's just standing, he's just there. standing there. Even when Gia walks... He There's turns because no... he's surprisingly not a mannequin. It's like. And like here, like there's a weird zoom for no reason. And then we got the now, opening credits. I must give a credit here. The opening credits credit, are huh? actually pretty. <laughs> These are the best that the, the monster versus had to offer yet. Yeah, this was really just. Really exciting to see, particularly in 4DX. Like the 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 bass and the music, the just the sensations from like the chairs moving and shaking and all that in 4DX. This was awesome. Yeah, 
and like I like how it's blending both stuff from the movies with real life stock footage with black and white stuff and color. Yeah. Like I just love I mean, that aspect. It's nice because it makes this it's it makes this universe seem more developed than it actually is. Right, and like you you had mentioned this once before that this kind of made you feel like the whole universe like was culminating and like this was a yeah. combination of all the movies. Yeah. Um. But like. It it really is, and it's four movies in, and like they're yeah. trying to make it seem like it's bigger than it actually is. Yeah. Well, well there's a it's, worth, it's kind of working. Oh, this yeah. is true. <laughs> okay, now this is where it starts to fall apart. We have statistics in here that are incorrect, and like just causes I mean, more confusion. Let's be honest. None of none of these statistics are ever like really right. Like heights. Heights change between shots in every one of these movies. I mean, I mean, even in like the Showa films, Ghidorah was supposed to be a hundred meters. Gigan was sixty-five, but clearly, compared to the fifty-meter Godzilla, they were not anywhere near that height. You know, right? And Mothra all of went this here, the, the, to tiny. This is true. I hate the whole defeated thing, and I hate this bracket. The bracket yeah. makes it feel like a wrestling match. And the defeated thing, like, so Ghidorah, Rodan, Mothra, they're all dead? Like, what? what's the... What's the... Is that what it is? Like, did we just kill all of our kaiju off-screen and Kong and Godzilla are the last ones? <laughs> Apparently so. Except not according to the novelizations. Yeah, but the novelizations also say Kong never left Skull Island, but King of the Monsters clearly showed him mm. But here's something that we got to give a credit for. Yeah. Kaiju podcast representation. representation. Truly what we what modern audiences were waiting for to be represented. Right. This is exactly what we do. We sit in our car with our 20 year old laptop. We talk about <laughs> conspiracy theories and we're proven right. Yeah. That's totally what we do. But we don't but we don't live in Florida because ill. Yeah, that, that's a sin of its own. <laughs> and then here we have more stock footage. Yeah. But like you said, this is... You said this before, <laughs> it's, it's understandable there would be stock footage here. Yeah. Damien Bacheras, Walter Simmons. Or as I I'll like say. to call him... My Mecca. <laughs> we'll talk about why I love that later. I mean, I got my Mecca the other day with the monster arts. <laughs> yeah, I have plenty of Mecca. The dude's mustache is a sin. Like, Which one? What is oh, that the, mustache? The guy with glasses? Yes. I don't know. Like a Paul Blart mall cop wannabe. Yo, Paul Blart in this movie? That's awesome. This was the crossover I've been waiting for. Yeah, screw the the title crossover. <laughs> I don't, I don't crossover care about Kong. I mean, it's not, he's not even called King. King Kong, what the, the hell, man? Due to copyright laws, he's not King Kong. 
Yes, and actually that's something I want to talk about while we wait for anything exciting to happen. So, even though this is technically a rematch, it also technically isn't. Because Kong and King Hung are two different characters. Um, yeah, the legal right to an absolute mess with King Kong, with King Kong? Right, so this is technically not a rematch, which... Kind of disappoints the whole like hype, but you know, oh, it's kind of funny because there's like a new collaboration in Godzilla Battle Line, and there's like an artwork in it that's like that's for Godzilla vs Kong, and it's like King versus Kong. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Mm. So, you know, while technically, yes, it's the rematch that we've been wanting, it technically isn't because... It's the bootleg. King Kong. It's the bootleg. It's the the Imperial Hong Kong uh, toy. (laughs) And here we get Jaws, right? This is Jaws? Yeah. Not gonna lie, the fins look really cool here. Yeah, they look really nice here. But they also... Yeah. And the blue then helps we have, as well. I don't like his mouth, though. His mouth no, I don't does like not seeing right. his mouth that close. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a good intro, except for the mouth. <laughs> and it does go back to uh, Edwards' desire to do, like, a, con- a Jaws movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's no way that boat there wasn't a reference to Jaws. Right. Even looks like the boat from Jaws. The Orca, yeah. So here we have Sarazawa. Okay, I hate this. Look at how the... the lumbering. I hate hate this, and the lighting looks awful. And, like, I will continuously complain about the animation here. So this Uh, is the first Godzilla. Ugh. He looks like a Ninja Turtle. Yeah, the way he lumbers, it's 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 just like, it, it's almost like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. And this is partly because this is the first movie where Godzilla was not portrayed by a human being whatsoever. Uh, yeah, there was but no I motion don't know. capture. Sometimes I, but like, here's the thing: motion capture data isn't. You still got to hand animate it all and adjust it. Like, depending on the movie, sometimes motion capture data can end up being. Not quite useless, but like, you know, it doesn't really speed up the process very much because you still got to do a ton of hand animation. So I, I, part of me thinks it comes down to just direction as well. Here's the Orca, or I guess now it's the Mechagodzilla Eye. Yeah. It even has the the sound of the Orca. Yeah, that's that's like the only hint that it is the Orca (laughs) because they cut out that plot line. Yeah. I hate this God, shot. I hate I hate this all of this. Like I like His the neck first two weird. shots of I like the first two shots of him like shooting the buildings with his atomic breath, but then when it's just there's no buildings in front of him and it's just the fire, it looks wrong. It just there's like no nothing. <laughs> no, like I hate now, this shot here, this was unfinished CGI. 
Yeah, you, you can, can tell. tell because the beam looks kind of cool here, and not just fiery blue flames. Also, why does Walter Simmons's uh, accent change like three times? I don't know. Damien Butcher's just having fun. He oh, is. He's Australian like... schools here. Do you go to this school? No, but this looks like it. It just is designed like an Australian school. Probably because it was filmed in Australia. Correct. It was. Also, I what's with someone... this lens? I don't know. Notice the I, lens, I like that, the. I noticed that when I first watched it, I thought that was really weird with like the um, the blurred background. Scene. Yeah, it just doesn't line up. Oh, Carl Chandler cameo. Oh, yeah. And Millie Bobby Brown's <laughs> standing like she's screaming at Ghidorah all the time. Dude, once you look at how she screams at Ghidorah and how she like, talks and like, everything else in this movie, it's all the same. Mm. Like Her neck is like popping out. Her head's veered up. Her back slightly arched and her arms go back. Mm -hmm. So cut your pop some slack, okay? <laughs> God, the writing in this movie is awful. I still wish we got more Kyle Chandler, personally. Because I at least kind of enjoyed him. And then you have the oh, Titans no. Truth no. podcast. No, is this, is this where the Mothra pregnancy theory Yes, the Mothra pregnancy theory is in here. Thank God I brought myself a drink. <laughs> oh, no. You have the and Denim now, University. Now we're in Philadelphia because this first act is just going everywhere. Literally everywhere. Mm. And then we have... Nathan Lynn, played by Alexander Skarsgård. And... In, in what we should mention are reshoots. These are reshoots? Yeah, his entire introduction was reshot. Because, like, um, he was supposed to meet Sarazawa, um, Simmons, and a cut character called Hayworth, who I will probably talk about a bit later, um, in a bar. Like... And we would have actually gotten an acknowledgement of Sarazawa's father in that scene. Oh. As some dialogue in a Japanese um, promotional video showed us. Hmm. Well, wasn't... Haven't you seen that? Uh, oh, I think I have. I'm pretty Good. sure I have. Good. Uh, but what were you going to say? Um, so, like... In this bit here, it's basically said that he's a disgraced scientist, right? That people yeah. think he's crazy. So why yeah. is he still at the university? Because if Ghostbusters taught me anything, the moment that the university don't doesn't deem you worthy of like paying for, you're gone. Mm. I don't know. I don't know how it works, really, I'll be honest. This seems like a really weird, weird place to have him at. I mean, the, the, the beauty of reshoots, right? Yeah. Yeah, the beauty of reshoots. We hate reshoots. 
like re-recording that's almost horrible i mean i think hayworth as well um who would have been played by daniel nelson he was also supposed to appear um on the rooftop uh but i bet they digitally removed him maybe i don't know exactly what happened but he was supposed to appear there or maybe he was already in the building or in the helicopter. Maybe he was already in the helicopter. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, because we still have Lance Riddick in here for his one show. For, for all six seconds. For all six seconds in his like top billing. like <laughs> After your main character. That, that characters. was definitely contractually obligated. <laughs> yes, it was 100% contractually obligated. And then this, I know this is already shot because in a 2018 interview, he talks about how it was his girlfriend who mm. he yeah. was, uh, who was traveling and the rubber band mm. that he later on has, he, uh, yeah. he got from her as like, he proposed to her. Mm. Can I say I Heave mean, is a stupid name? I agree. So this was at least rewritten twice, and now we're in Star Wars with the little Star Wars reference. You know, in the commentary, uh, Wingard said that at this point, like, this is my Star Wars entry. Like, this is me <laughs> saying, Disney, hire me for Star Wars. And honestly, Damn. with how stupid and, like, pointless and basic this, this movie is, I think he'd do a good Star Wars movie. <laughs> at this point... Okay, I do like that line. I love crazy ideas. They make me rich. <laughs> I mean, Walter Simmons, like, this Maybe whole... Maybe a bit sure like, sells, sells his character, honestly. Yeah, like, he's looking back and forth, like, hmm, hmm, hmm. I'm like Elon Musk. Hmm. Like, honestly, he's kind of the standout here. <laughs> Strange, even though he's a terrible villain after this scene. But, like... He's not even a villain. <laughs> He's barely like he has movie. no development to be a villain. There is no <laughs> villain in this movie besides our besides Nick. our third character. So, like, I have a hard time because Walter Simmons is the reason why they go on the journey. Hmm. And like, he doesn't lie. He doesn't deceive. Like everything he says is true. Hmm. He does nothing wrong in this movie. And then we got the two other best actresses in the movie. I never understood the like Gia's an okay character, but I like I never saw how she was like. Good. I just think they're good performances. I mean, my well, okay, Rebecca Hall isn't really at her best here. I, Everybody's phoning this in. Yeah, if if you have you seen any other movies with Rebecca Hall? No, but like I know of oh. like. Uh, is it the night house night house yeah 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 you should watch the night house and um resurrection with her in resurrection she has like an eight minute monologue and it's incredible oh 
And I love how we're just supposed to like believe that these characters have a like history and it's okay. Yeah. Because it definitely is not well executed <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> like, is like you can tell that there was supposed to be a romance, maybe. But yeah, like, they have that here occasionally. There's things here like that are specifically just set up here. so awkward like so this whole out, thing is awkward so out of place <laughs> hashtag love plot go nowhere like this 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 is all like just dropped and then at like at the end of the film here they like to pretend like this whole discussion didn't happen yeah like they need a power source they want to use Kong to find the power source. Like, it's this is what we were told was happening. And now we're at another location again. Yeah. Because this first I do love the place. It is. It's, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. I do love the use of Elvis because it's the king. Mm-hmm. I like how. And this means. Instead of Kong's theme being memorable. The most iconic thing about Kong's music in this film is just the fact that it's licensed. Yeah, that that is that's very true. Because I genuinely, I've listened to like this. I was listening to the soundtrack for Kong, like Kong's theme in, on the soundtrack the other day. Um, outside of the bit that's like about Gia, I could not tell you a single thing about what Kong's theme is supposed to be. Because it literally just sounds like all the other music in the film. At least, like, Godzilla and Mechagodzilla have some distinct instruments that make it clear when well, it's meant the to Godzilla be one's just a bootleg if Akube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm surprised we didn't mention that earlier, actually. I, I forgot. I was too busy <laughs> complaining about everything else. <laughs> Okay, I do kind of like the coward gag. Yeah, there, there's a few moments in here where it's well written, but. Like, that's a decent running joke that has some nice uh, payoffs. I agree. I would agree with that. See, occasionally there can be well written aspects in the movie. It's just true. very rare. This sequence here always made me feel weird. Also, I love the fact that he felt the need to put on sunglasses before walking out here, even though he (laughs) just came inside with no sunglasses. And may I just say, beyond the fact that she just said, my father sent me, mm-hmm. her connection to her father is, like, nothing. Yeah. And, like, we have no, like, feelings for her. She's just a character that exists. She's a potential. She's like us. 
complaining she's about like the you. movie. She's like uh, you. Except better looking. Uh. <laughs> that lightning no strike made, looked a bit weird there. You could tell that like the CG environment just ends. See, Power Source, Kong leading us to Power Source. Like, what else do you expect is going to happen? Mm. I wish he would have said, if your heaves are as good as your hoes. <laughs> like, that sounds so stupid, but it would fit perfectly. Mm. Oh. We're leading to our trailer lines. I hate the writing here. The acting here is, is so, so dry, dry with these lines. Yeah. Rebecca's Paul's delivery no here is really weird. Kung bows to no one. Dramatic turnaround for like no reason. Hmm. I like this part. I think this is cool how Gia can like feel the yeah vibrations. I mean, big monster. <laughs> yeah, the, vibra the vibrations are going to be noticeable. They're going to be big. Yes. So why does Kong get upset here? I don't know. He just does because we got to have seen. I love how he like strikes a pose here. <laughs> like, oh, Kong knows how to make people like poses. It's like mm. posing his muscles. Mm. He's a gym bro. He is a gym, bro. Look at him. He definitely looks, <laughs> bro. So while this, I mean, this is admittedly a good scene. This here is, yeah. this is pretty nice. So yeah. I got to see this movie like 10 times in theaters. Most mm -hmm. of the time I was just watching different formats. Did you get to see this multiple times? I saw it twice in theaters. I saw it the first time in 40X, and then the second time in just a regular screening. Gotcha. For my regular screening, the second one kind of sucked because there were just like teenagers in the back, and they, specifically during this entire second half of the movie, they just wouldn't shut up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was very annoying. Yeah, see, I never had that problem. I just watched the movie, like, too many times. Like, I felt like I could recite the movie. By the I'm sure you last can. Last time. Um, I probably can. 
I can tell you one thing. I can tell you what Wingard talks about during his commentary in each of these scenes. This is a cool. This is a I, cool reveal. I I actually really like this reveal. I got chills when he did the sign language for home. That yeah. was really like whoa. Like that's a new aspect for Kong, but I do think it works for the character, especially. I hate. I love the. I hate the fact she's like the monkey. The monkey just talked. He's a monkey. So here we have. Oh no. Our no. mother pregnancy theory. God damn it! That had to be Doherty. <laughs> that had to be. So, real quick, I want to pause and talk about some things, specifically with Millie Bobby Brown's character. We haven't paused for a while. <laughs> yeah, we haven't. I'm surprised. So, what is her reason to be here? Um, Not like the technical reason, but like because, in the story. Because she's passionate for Godzilla. That's why. But she does nothing to impact the story. I mean, it's the people around her who do us, who do things. Everything impactful happens. I mean, frankly, her people. That's that's one of my issues with her plot is that her the whole discovering Mechazola storyline, like that works well on a first viewing. Um, but like I feel it just. They don't do enough for it to really feel all that impactful on repeat feelings. That's right. my issue with it. They, they like, do a little bit at the very end, like with the with the um, the whiskey. But she but, doesn't do that. Yeah, she's not the one who does it. I mean, it's probably a good thing that she's not the one who does it, because otherwise her friend would literally be a pointless character. <laughs> but, you know, still. Like, so, Millie Bobby Brown in this movie has, like, nothing. There's no reason for why she is the way she is besides, oh, Godzilla wouldn't be doing this to us. That's it. Yeah. Like, that aggravates me. Because, like... How, how how are you going to have the main character of your last... Well, not the main character, but one of your main characters from the last movie in this one. And all she does is just stand and stare. Yeah. And, you know, from what I can tell, there was going to be more on, like... Presumably, there would have been an arc of her, like... Or at least some sort of element of her having to deal with the death of her mother and her mother being seen rightfully so as a super villain across the world essentially um but and she was going to be bullied and whatnot cut scenes that we'll we'll probably never see unless they do hashtag release the wingard cut which there is no wingard cut because this is the cut wingard wanted god i I would genuinely like a test screening cut to be leaked. I I genuinely want that to happen. Right, because, like, up to this point, so we are 
We are th- almost. We are thirty seconds away from being thirty minutes into this hour. And how long? How hour long is this 50... movie? It's not telling me. God damn it! It's like an hour and fifty. It's like an hour forty-seven, hour fifty-ish, something like that. Okay, so we are about a quarter of the way through this movie. Mm. And yeah. up until this point, this is what we've been told. Bernie is a conspiracy theorist who wants to find out what Apex is doing. Nowhere in this movie are we really, do we really villainize Apex? Yeah, I, the only, it's like, it kind of just, they're make, they're making a replacement for Godzilla, which is the, yeah, the the villainous thing. Yeah. Like it just the movie automatically kind of just assumes you're gonna take it them as villainy. And like, yeah, I get why why it does that. I get why, yeah, obviously they'd be villains, you know, evil corporation, um building a mecha Godzilla in secret, a bit sus, um etc. etc. But it forgets the fact that, like, you know, Godzilla very well poses a threat to humanity in his own right. Perhaps not the Earth itself, but him as well as the other Titans. I mean, it's not like the Mutos would have been good for humanity. Like, even if you look at Mechagodzilla, it's not just something to fight Godzilla, but something to fight uh, the other Titans, you know? Like... Having a mecha Godzilla is a pretty good defense against an invasion of Mutos if they ever came back, since there is still one remaining. Or maybe not. Right. Yeah, exactly. And like, so Apex isn't really built up. Like you said, they, they're led to us assuming stuff. So I mean, Bernie it, doesn't. It kind of. It works enough where if you're just following along the movie, yeah, you'll get it. But, like, it doesn't work well enough where it feels truly justified and thus that if feet doesn't really feel satisfying when they get their comeuppance. And that's that's what I take issue with more. Right, and, like, so, okay. I mean, so, Damien Bachelle wasn't even at... meant to be the wasn't even meant to be the villain. I, I mean, he's one of the villains, but he wasn't meant to be like the primary one. Like Sarah's right. armor it... was supposed to be more a more prevalent antagonistic force, but that's all cut out, so he just dies. <laughs> right, and and when you watch it, like they kind of flip it. They they clearly intend on Walter Simmons in this cut to be the main villain because he's like, I don't care if we're going to overload the power. Yeah. I want this to succeed. Yeah. So he's careless. But if it wasn't for Walter Simmons, we wouldn't have found Kong a new home. We wouldn't have found all of this other stuff because Walter Simmons was the one that wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, the only thing, the only, like, like one of the only bad things that Apex legitimately does that makes them actually feel like villains is, you know, when they try to shoot uh, Skarsgård and Gia and um, 
Rebecca Hall. And like that's it. Like uh Simmons's like daughter just before the climax, you know? Cause Simmons's daughter, I mean, she's an a-hole. She's portrayed inconsistently too, because like that scene earlier of um her showing concern for Gia, sort of like I don't know. It, it's very it'd be like it'd be showing a different side to these characters, but here it's just no, it's inconsistent writing. Probably something that w- it was probably something that was the movie had intentions for her to go one way originally, and then sort of, and then months later they rewrote a couple scenes and like, oh, we'll change this, we'll change that, you know. I mean, it could have been a thing where like she, she was interested in Gia because of her connection to Kong. So, like, she was concerned because she saw... I don't know. I, I think it's just inconsistent writing. <laughs> that is true. And then you've got Dr. Lind, who... Right? That's his name, Lind? Yeah, Nathan Lind. Who... Just is like the... He's, he's like a disc... He feels like a Chris Pratt in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I don't see why he needs. I, I don't see why we can't just merge his character with Rebecca Hall. Honestly, he's kind of just there. Like he, he really is. He, I could see why we would want him, but I feel like you could streamline the story. I mean, honestly, yeah. I think you take out like four of these characters and you're good because there's no reason for them to exist. Oh yeah, no, there's no reason for the cast to have as many people as there is. <laughs> and it's it's like we have jumped around so much. You know, we started in Florida, or we started in Skull Island, then we went to Florida, then we went to We Pennsylvania. could cut out a lot of that jumping around if we merged a couple characters here and there. And just streamline the plot so far. And I mean, like, that's kind that's. I don't see where the issue is because that's clearly been the intent with, you know, the final cut of the movie with all the reshoots. It was seemingly to streamline the movie completely to be more palatable. But to me, it just comes across as lazy. It, and that's throughout this I wouldn't call it lazy. Film. I'd call it messy and just, um, I don't want to say pedestrian, but just like it's trying to get the lowest common denominator. There are there are definitely instances of lazy writing though, and I'm sure we'll get more into them. <laughs> right. So I I just wanted to stop and like address like right at this current situation, the story has been Kong needs a home. We're going to use Kong to find energy and his new home. And Godzilla doesn't like something Apex is doing, so I mean it's tight enough it. where it's still it's it's a watchable movie. Like, like clearly, given the audience reception, it it just works enough for the audience to get get what's going on, to have a decent enough understanding of character motivations and all that, and just. S- lay back and enjoy the ride but when you really comb through the fine details it's like 
This is a very messy script. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and keep going, and we'll 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 keep talking about this. We'll we'll keep going. We'll keep complaining. We go. Keep being pedantic. Oh, I paused it perfect perfectly <laughs> because now we're being introduced to our next random our character. Next character who's almost pointless. So I want to know why Josh has this Australian-British accent. It's New Zealand. Is it New Zealand? Yes, it's a Kiwi accent because the actor is Kiwi. Like, he starred in a lot of New Zealand movies. Uh, with like, Gotcha. There's one he starred in with Sam Neill called Hunt for the Water People. Oh, okay. This is a great piece of music. Yeah, I do like this, this synth track. Even though this lot, is like not by Thomas Hulkenberg. This is taken from a group called uh, like Glow and Vanity Set. That's the original uh, composer that Wingard wanted. Really? But because of scheduling, they couldn't get him, so they licensed one of his songs. And it just so happens to be the best synth song oh. in this entire movie. And honestly, this whole bit here is just hard to like. Mm. It's hard to just take it in. It's like, do you hear yourself? Do you do you hear what you're saying right now? Do you know what you're saying? Oh, I've been to this location. (laughs) So what is this location? It's it's in um, Chinatown in Fortitude Valley. I ended up going here once. Yeah. Okay. It's just like a Chinese shop for food and stuff. Around this area as well, they also filmed a Jackie Chan movie once. They filmed what? One of Jackie Chan's police story movies. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never liked it. The the writing here is awful. I hate. Oh yeah, I, hate I know that guy. Like, like this whole thing dated it horribly. Yeah, it dates the movie so bad. Because <laughs> wasn't this film back in like 2018, 2019? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that would have been around the time of like the typhoon. My name is Madison Russell. My mother killed half the universe. Oh, sorry, I got her confused with Thanos. Same idea. (laughs) Tap or no tap is a question I will ask people for the rest of my life. (laughs) 
yeah, this is definitely a favorite movie. Now, I love the lighting here, but it doesn't yeah. stay. It like goes away very back. fast. Yes, it's not digital lighting. Digital neon lighting looks horrible. I've heard that uh, the next film, Godzilla and Kong, is supposedly supposed to have some some more neon lighting. That's what I've heard, too. So now we're getting some uh, some development mm. for a character that we'll never see any more development for. I remember, I remember because I'd heard that both prior to the film came out, I'd heard about like uh, Mechagodzilla's defeat. And I heard about the alcohol, and I was like, when this scene showed up, I'm like, no, it's true. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but like, <laughs> such a stupid idea to hear. Yeah. And it's only there to make their plot seem somewhat. Um, hey, we're like doing it actually another. Has a point. Right, we're doing another uh, location change. Yep, back to now the we have a cousin. that's a lot of fish. That is a lot of fish. Any monkeys here? <laughs> so now we've been introduced to our our entire crew cast. Yeah. So thirty minutes in, we we now know all of our main characters, and most of them don't matter. Yep, that's exactly. And to be honest, while watching this, I kind of forgot how this. After your main characters are introduced and it's kind of set up, you almost like have nothing to do until Godzilla gets here, because there's just a lot of like waiting for things to show up. I do like having this element for Nathan um, not being over his brother's death, but it's just so underdeveloped. Surely she would have been watching Gia close enough to have seen her and Kong sign languaging each other. Yeah, like that that is another thing to like... hide him moving around. I mean he's bigger than the trees on a lot of the trees on Skull Island, clearly, and they had cameras, so Yeah. So like how how does that happen? Was it only at night when the cameras were turned off? I don't think they'd let Chia in a in a 
jungle at night. <laughs> well, they didn't watch her when she walked out on the boat. True, but still. I feel like they'd have a bit better security at a monarch base. Apparently Skull not. Island. I feel like they'd have more security on the boat. Tinier location, easier to die in. This is pretty cool. But did Godzilla roar under the ocean? Like, <laughs> what? What? What is he doing? We're getting to the line. It was the line. The world needs Kong. The world needs him. You know, in 2014, when they had scenes like this, there was a lot more feeling of dread. Because yeah. they didn't let you know what was happening. I mean, the lighting, too, was also a lot more cold. A little more dynamic. The lighting in there was too warm to really have any dread. Mm -hmm. Dump the monkey! <laughs> It's like, dude, what are that you even is doing? Funny, admittedly. Dump the monkey? That's what my ex-girlfriend said. To her new boyfriend. And here we go. Godzilla. So in the trailer, music from 2001 A Space Odyssey played here, but then they cut it. Yeah. Oh god, here we go. Okay, this is pretty good. Yeah, that's a that's a good that's a cool. This all here is pretty decent. Like there there is some nice build up here. But it's I like, like what, seeing what, them attack Godzilla and Godzilla destroying them with his tail. That's cool. It's been a long time since the military has shot at Godzilla like this. Yeah, we didn't really get enough of this in 2014. <laughs> Right, but then we get stuff like this where it's like the anchor and the boat, clear yeah, Jaws reference. Like this is clearly a Jaws reference for when uh, Brody hits the shark with the buoy. But what was that roar? I don't know. Godzilla and what's what's the point of them doing this? I don't know. Going in the room meant to make the scene more claustrophobic, but I find that just weird. Like everybody in the boat survives. Yeah, that we see. I mean, it's a PG thirteen movie. We can't have too many people dying brutally. Only the monsters. This always, That's I thought, dumb. was weird. That's still like getting injured, like, severely. Like, it was a bit weird when he acknowledged the plane a bit, but, like, I can forgive that. Like, this here where he's, like, jumping around, it's like, what is he doing? Yeah. I don't think he... And does like, he even destroy any of them? No. He just goes underwater, then goes for Kong, and it's like, then why were you up? Like, wouldn't you be, like, swimming around Kong and not hanging out on the top of the ocean?
I hate the animation here. Yeah. Godzilla in this. Oh, I hate this. I hate this. I hate his. Okay, Godzilla looks like a dinosaur. Like I a legitimate, how, like. I hate how much he acts like a crocodile, like a dumb crocodile. Yes. He's that's acting a, like a crocodile. That's an insult to crocodiles because crocodiles are actually pretty, can be pretty smart. They can be. Like this. And like. Straight up, Godzilla doesn't act like Godzilla in this way. No, he's, he acts like a mindless brute that, like, is clumsy. I mean, the other movie is clearly established in the monsters. Ain't a mindless part. Exactly. He's he's very intelligent and has multiple yeah. on multiple occasions like tried to figure out what to do and like accomplish it. But yeah, and he knows how to fight, right? Whereas in this movie, I never feel like Godzilla actually knows how to fight. No, it it is and that's really part of why I don't really like the fights in this movie. No, throughout this whole movie, and I I felt this on my first watch. I was like, this is the most American Godzilla I've ever seen. It really is. Like Godzilla in this movie seems like a bumbling fool who. Causes damage on accident and on purpose. I mean, just the way he lumbers in his first scene. Like, it just feels like an American monster movie. Yeah. And then we got the trailer scene. I hate this. Because it's, it's very crocodilian. Yeah. Though I do think it's funny how Kong like puts in all of his effort and like yeah, and Kong and Godzilla just slaps him. I love yeah. I love the slap. I think that's good. But then Godzilla just but I hate his keeps trying to use his beam. The I hate Godzilla's animation still. Like throughout this whole movie, his shoulders feel like they're like the Michael Bay Teen, uh, Ninja Turtles. Hmm. Die Hard moment. Here we go with Kong jumping off the boat. Admittedly, it's a pretty funny frame. It is a funny frame. I used it in a meme once. <laughs> a lot of people did. Yeah, and this is such like the way this fight ends just feels like an anticlimax. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't hate it too much because, like, yeah, it's the first fight. Yes, because depth charges worked before. Yes. For context, they just said use depth charges to save him. And wouldn't this just hurt Kong more? Yeah. I feel like this would hurt Kong more than Godzilla. Because Kong's already out of his element and he's drowning. Like, it doesn't make sense. How would Godzilla be the one to lose out of this? 
But clear, I mean, to be, I will say this though: it's clear Godzilla was the winner in this first fight. It's clear he was what the the winner. Oh yeah, yeah. Kong loses twice in this movie. I say Kong loses three times. <laughs> okay, once the scene ends, can we pause quickly? Um, yeah, you can pause whenever you want, man. Because I just need to do. Something. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Kong's heartbeat should be loud enough to like for Godzilla to hear, right? I, I, I mean, Godzilla and Kong stare down each other. I don't understand how Godzilla apparently can't realize he's still alive. See, and that's just more to this weird ending, like... Just because you shut everything off, Godzilla still has eyesight. Clearly, Godzilla has seen stuff. Like, he sneaks up I mean, on the I mean, he's very clearly staring at Kong. Like, yeah. I mean, he's a bit of a distance away, and he's got small eyes, but still. Now, any shot with Legendary in the front looks horrible. Any Legendary Godzilla shot where it's his front face is horrible. I cannot stand it. And Godzilla just goes away. You can hit play whenever. Alright, where were we even? We're at, uh... So we just finished the Godzilla fight. Okay. Yeah, Godzilla's uh, easy, easy, easy reckons. So... Like I was saying, I am of the opinion that Godzilla wins all three of these fights. I mean, from what I recall, he Kong debatably, what could be debatably considered the second round is meant to be Kong's win. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense. I'd argue it's only two rounds in the entire film. I'd I agree. argue that the beginning and the second round is like just like Extended. a lazy excuse at like say at like giving Kong a a, a half win. <laughs> I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. So why is there nobody guarding the Apex facility? Yeah. <laughs> like that doesn't make sense. Mm. There would be someone there. <laughs> I hate I hate his the kid's accent. Like a like a gun. What, you don't like Kiwis? Oh. What are you, racist? I don't like how inconsistent it is. Every accent in this I mean, movie half, is inconsistent. I mean half this cast is like Putting, I mean, like Rebecca Hall and Millie Bobby Brown are putting on fake American accents. You can tell at multiple po points with Rebecca Hall that she's not using her actual voice. Yeah.
Oh, I guess Millie Bobby Brown does have a reason to be in this movie. She opens up the portal she to the She opens an land elevator. <laughs> Again, you can just see they're Billy like Bobby Brown just, just like being like, like, I'm really in this movie, aren't I? Yeah, she rolls like it's clear she's like, really. This, this was a script. I could, I could be working on like Stranger Things or something. Hmm. Again, with the conspiracy theories, none of this is actually proven, too. None of this is relevant. <laughs> and then they just so happen to go into here. Like, you would think they would double check and make sure everything fits and, like, is secure, right? Yeah, you'd think, like, a, a guy would, before they lock it, in, you'd think someone would go and check. But. Yeah. Why even are Apex like collecting a ton of Skullcrawler eggs? Like, I get, I get they want to use Breedem to test for Mecha Godzilla, right? But Just why do they need them. so many? That's a good question. And where are they getting them from? Like, do they have their own like Skullcrawler breeding ground? Presumably. <laughs> They're like Okja, they have their own genetically engineered school crawlers. I mean, maybe that's why the one is red. I feel like I've heard that theory before. I don't know, I've never had. I don't spend a lot of time with the fan theories. And then here well, we have... It's just like I, the I, I, I will say, I, I, I kind of like this. I was like, really? <laughs> is this what we doing now? Mm. Oh, this is what we doing now. I would in the trailer. I didn't see it in the trailer. I avoided that. Oh, they showed it in like a TV spot or something, I think. I see. They showed also, the goddamn end of the Hong Kong fight in that. We need to address... Okay. I'm going to talk about this first. In this movie, they go to Antarctica. They yeah. had already went to Antarctica in the previous film. The reason yeah. Michael Doherty chose the Antarctic is because Godzilla had never been there. And he uh -huh. said, we need more movies where Godzilla goes different places. Going yeah. to the same place is boring. Mm -hmm. Yet, in the following movie, they go back to the same place that he went to to avoid going to the same places. Like, how does that make sense? Yeah. When uh, Doherty also said that movies, uh, Godzilla movies, are supposed to have thematic elements in them about political, <laughs> this movie, economical. This movie totally has thematic elements. Outside of like, uh, I don't know, like a very vague family theme, maybe. <laughs> that and. Nature will always triumph over technology. 
the way it's presented in this movie, it's like, does it even count as a theme at that point? It's like the traditional, like, if Mechagodzilla is in it, you can take that theory, that you can take that out from it. Mm. Oh, here's Kong's theme. No, that's Gia's theme. What's the difference? Kong's theme is licensed music, bro. And generic music. That's all this movie is, is licensed and generic music. All this movie is is a generic generic movie with licensed characters. This is true. Can we address the obvious uh, feeling that this is just King Kong Escapes, but glorified? Yeah. Walter Simmons dresses like Doctor Who. The whole <laughs> plot of King Kong Escapes is our mech can't be powered unless we get this a special element from the Earth's core. So let's take mm-hmm. Kong from his island to that his people have been murdered and killed. There's nobody left. Yeah. So let's We've take Kong to the Arctic to dig for this element and then use that element to power our mech. And then Kong has to fight the mech. Mm. It's yeah, but here's quite the thing. Literally, King Kong escapes is better. Because it's funnier. Yes. Toho Kong's best Kong. I I don't know. I hope so. But I don't know. But I just. If you want to watch a better movie that's kaiju, you might just want to watch King Kong Escapes. I feel like that's a little less disrespectful to the genre. Or even better, if you want to watch a better Godzilla vs. Kong movie, there's this lovely little film from 1962 called King Kong vs. Godzilla. Never heard of it. That's a shame. You should watch it. I'll have to look into it. Also, damn, those and heaves now we're in practical. the only practical sets. Yeah, about to say those heaves looked practical in that shot. The one thing built for the movie. I mean, they had the skull crawler eggs as well. This is true. I guess they had almost the same amount of practical effects in this movie as they did King of the Monsters. <laughs> Except they didn't cut the practical effects from this movie. Surprisingly, they cut everything else, though. Yeah, they just cut the plot instead. Yeah. Ooh, we're getting to the epilepsy scene. Or, as I like to call it, the friendly reminder that Stanley Kubrick's 2001 Space Odyssey still exists. Hmm. I love how Monarch has their own label on their bottles of water. <laughs> yeah. And how is Monarch still involved at this point to have uh, bottles of water on the heave? I don't know. They're like, I guess they're like backing the mission or something. 
Although you'd think With on the one... heave, the water bottle would be like um, Apex logos. Yeah. Oh, welcome back to the world of 2001 A Space Odyssey. I hate this scene. It's literally just portal. meant to be. Yeah. It's like, what is this? Like, I'm totally fine with going to the Hollow Earth. I mean, clearly, they've had this idea since Kong Skull Island. Mm -hmm. um, and we went there briefly in King of the Monsters. But having a literal portal, like, or whatever, that's... That's a bit much on the sci-fi a bit too sci-fi for me. Like, this universe started with Godzilla 2014. Right. And that's that's the big thing, is when you look at this movie, like, we are watching Kong invert in gravity right now. Like, don't get me wrong, King of the Monsters was already pushing the boundaries a fair bit, and having Mechagodzilla as well, you know, pushing the boundaries of the gritty universe we started with, but I don't know. I feel like a portal in the hollow earth is, is that almost feels like going a bit too far for me. Maybe I'm a hypocrite, the, but like, I don't know. No, cause the portal and then like the sequence where Godzilla and Kong were on the boat, which we surprisingly ignored. Yeah. Um, both, both of those I think are good examples of like, how does this exist? Like, this doesn't feel right. Heck, mm. even the, the heave vehicles to me almost feel a little too I mean, too sci-fi. I, I wouldn't mind it as much if they didn't have, like, those, like, the particle effects that are coming off it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think those are kind of the only issue I take with the heaves. Because, I mean, they're not really any worse inherently than the Argo jet was. I would agree. It, it's the particles that kind of do it. Yeah. Now, like, I love the Hollow Earth. I think this is kind of nice, even though yeah. it kind of contradicts what King of the Monsters had. Yeah. It's, it's a nice change. And it really and honestly does look like Skull Island, just bigger. Mm. I mean, even then, there'd be different... As we see in this, there are clearly different environments in the Hollow Earth, too. Right. But this is one of my biggest issues. It took them, like, a solid few minutes to even find a single creature besides Leafwings. Hmm. So why... Why is there only Warbats and Leafwings? I mean, there's other creatures in the place, clearly given, like, the, um, what you call it, the the rock crabs and Doug and all them. Yeah, but that's only four. And this is a yeah. whole new universe. I mean, and like, in Skull I mean, Island... The, sh the Shimida thing got cut out of the movie, too. Which one? The, the Shimida, the one that's, like, there's concept art for it and storyboards. It's like a worm creature in the ground, sort of like the thing from... Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Gotcha. I don't think I've seen that one. You have seen it. You have seen it. You probably just don't remember it. Like most of the things with this movie. 
I do oh, like get how ready. We're gonna see. Is. Yeah, watch Kong's Kong's beard is just clipping everywhere. Yeah, I do appreciate God, that I brutality, hate. though. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, they just used the Godzilla footsteps down there. Though I will say one thing about the Hollow Earth in that part, it did look all just kind of, I don't know, a, there was an element that looked a little fake, but it was kind of a nice fake, yeah. I will say that. I mean, that. it's a whole it's, it's CG environment. I think the Hollow Earth looks nice. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like miniature sets. Mm -hmm. It yeah. looks fake, but it's got a nice fake look. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a reason that, like, I think more or less everyone agreed that the one thing we want to see more out of the MonsterVerse is the Hollow Earth. Like, if this and series I mean, has to continue, then let's go here more. And we apparently, and we will be in uh, Godzilla and Kong. The battle for Earth. This part I find kind of interesting to watch because this uh, this is a like Planet of the Apes almost like. Hmm. I, I, I do like getting these moments with Kong just. Just like observing the place, exploring and just. Finding out how the, the thing works. And the reference here of Adam touching God's hand is really cool. Yeah. Like, this is a nice moment. Because, you know, for what little symbolism there is in this movie, I think this... Kong gets all of those symbolic and, like... Kong gets some great beats in this movie, it, which, it, which is why it, it's just really disappointing that there's genuinely good elements in this movie it's it clear that Wingard was supposed to direct a kong movie yeah it's clear he wants to it it really shows that i think wingard could do a good kong movie a good solo kong movie mm -hmm. i just hope he gets better writers <laughs> that and he because here's here's the biggest issue i have with this film in a nutshell. Mm. This is a Godzilla movie. Yeah. Godzilla gets oh, yeah, top billing. Godzilla. This is a Godzilla movie. This does not feel like a Godzilla movie. No. At, at, there are it, elements. He's sidelined side at this point. Like he's completely sidelined. Mm -hmm. Like even the Godzilla team Godzilla. has nothing to do with Godzilla. They just, they're involved with Mechagodzilla. Correct. Like, at this point, they're not even proving Godzilla's innocent. Hmm. They're too busy trying to figure out what Apex is doing. Yeah. Also, may I add, I have a hard time believing there's a base this large in a mountain. Do you know how large this would have to be? Oh, yeah. I mean, this... This is just one part of the facility. And then you got the scroll the skull crawler pens too, all around it, too. Mm -hmm. 
and the hole underneath where Mechagodzilla is. Oh god, yeah, that too. And underneath there's a whole section where they've been building Mechagodzilla. It's like this hmm. feels I mean, like there's no way this I mean to be fair, obviously they were building separate parts at different facilities. Right. But if there's enough space underneath Oh the, the skull. The Ghidorah I hate skull. The skull. Okay. So now I can pick apart this Mecha Godzilla. Jared <laughs> did an amazing Ready Player One design. I love the Ready Player One Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. This one looks absolutely awful. This is probably my second least favorite design for Mecha Godzilla. Mm. Like, I hate how boxy he is. It's not mm. like the cool retro robot boxy. This is mm. like. I'm just going to pause. Okay, this is like, he's got the claw hands, which I hate. His arms are Honestly, so blocky. I, like the, I, I, I don't, I'll agree I don't like how blocky they are, but I kind of, I do like giving him large arms and like the, like the weird claw. I, I, I'm not huge on like the, like shape of the claws, but I, I do like the idea of it. I think it's an interesting new idea and it, it does help separate him from just looking like Godzilla 2014 with robots uh, with metal over the top of it, you know? Which is something I wish more of the design did. Um, particularly in the head. Like, where's the head crest? <laughs> mm-hmm. I miss like, the head, head crest. And the head looks weird. I, I drive a Nissan Maxima. I'm going to be honest. The mm -hmm. head looks like the back of a Nissan Maxima. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I find the I find the teeth a little weird. I, no matter what, they just look like Grammy's guns. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. um, like, and this know, feels like a Mechagodzilla that shouldn't have a plasma beam. That's what it is, right? Uh. I think in this movie it's called like Proton Scream or something. Proton Scream, yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't. This God's Mecha Godzilla specifically doesn't feel like it should have something like that. Mm. I don't. I, I will think say Mecha Godzilla actually has a similar issue that you mentioned with. Um, you mentioned how Legendary has like a pretty poor front profile. Frontal profile, yes. Yeah, I think Mecha Godzilla here has a has a similar issue. I agree. Particularly and dead on I, in the front. Like, it, when his head's tilted down, it looks a bit better. But when he's just looking straight at you, like... He's dorky. He's 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 too boxy for it, you know? Um, like, there's elements of this design that I do like. Um, I like the feet. I, I like... The tail is fine. Um... I'm not a big fan. The tail, of how I think, of, works. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of how boxy the legs and arms are, as you mentioned earlier. I do like the, the reference to the the, the spines cube? being like Mecha King Ghidorah. Ah, yeah. No, uh, in our interview, Jared specifically said he took inspiration from Mecha King Ghidorah for those. Ah. 
I feel like um, that, I could I, I might have just been confusing that, but I could have sworn there was something else that he mentioned was inspired by Kiryu. Um, I don't know if it was in that interview or if it was somewhere else, but I don't know. Was it the the his jets? It might have been. I'm not. I I I don't remember honestly. I don't remember. It's been like a year or two since I heard this. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it it. My biggest problem is it looks like a Michael Bay Transformer. You see, it looks like a Michael Bay Transformer, and it feels like a Michael Bay Transformer with how blocky and everything it doesn't feel like mecha godzilla you see i feel like on its own the design doesn't really look like a it it had, i can definitely see elements of that i think it's just kind of got that american hollywood look but like compared to something like the 2017 power rangers uh megazords those i think are a lot more egregious with that michael bay transformers look um Whereas this, I st- I think it clear, it's clearly going for Mechagodzilla, and it's I feel it's not trying to complete to be Michael Bay's Transformer. Like compared to some of the other concept designs as well, like mm-hmm. I'd argue this is probably out of the out of the ones we've seen, this is probably the best one, or like at the at worst, like second best, you know. I still, I desperately wish they would have done the, uh, Mechagodzilla from uh, Ready, Ready Player, Player One. One. I felt like, yeah. I felt like that looked more true to the character. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Um, like, I get, I get why they didn't use it. Obviously, because this one, I, I legendary uh, RPO Mechagodzilla is still. He te- he definitely takes inspiration from 2014, but like, it's very clearly mm-hmm. if you look at the fins, from like, yeah, it's very clearly derived from um, more from uh, the transforming Mechagodzilla uh, that Orai, the Orai poster, yeah, yeah. Um, but like when you look at Jared's uh, artwork for it, the the fins are clearly 2014 mm-hmm. for Ready Player One, yeah. Um, and like the feet, if you look at the Ready Player One and the uh, Mecha Godzilla from GVK, they both have similar feet. Like the legs are kind of similar. Yeah, I actually, kinda, I think I'm one of my favorite like the, um, the uh, 2021 feet a bit more, honestly, because they're less dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that one. But one thing, and I think this is what it comes down to, Ready Player One Mechagodzilla does not feel over-designed. There's plenty of metal plating over him that makes him look... Like, he's got detail. Like, to say he doesn't have detail is stupid. But he clearly isn't over-done. Now yeah. there's like the 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 hands sure those needed to be adjusted so it would look more ferocious and like the head should be a little bigger. Mm-hmm. But it feels and looks right. Mm-hmm. Ready player 1 Mechagodzilla on the other hand 
or not Ready Player One, uh, GVK Mechagodzilla feels and looks over-designed to me. Yeah. Because it doesn't yeah. have the plating. It's all, it's, 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 that's why I feel like it's like the Michael Bay Transformers, <laughs> because it is so over-designed, it's hard to keep track. I feel the issue with a lot of the Mechagodzilla designs that they did for this movie is that a lot of them either look over-designed or under-designed. None of them really strike yes. that balance. And if and you look at like Kiryu, Mechagodzilla 2 or 74, 75, none of them are over-designed. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mechagodzilla 2 arguably is a bit under-designed, um, but like mm-hmm. it still works well enough for its film. Correct. Um, Whereas this one, like it feels like there's something moving in every part. And to that point, I will say at least it's detailed. At least they did yeah. something to like mm-hmm. add. Oh, it's clear depth. a lot of effort went in. I, it's clear that Jared put in a lot of effort here. Um, I mean, I wish, I wish Mechagodzilla had a bit more of an arsenal here, because it it feels this feels like it's more outside of the gimmick with the hands that I think is pretty cool. I, I feel he's a bit like underarmed almost in this film, at least. I mean, they cut out his; they didn't show him using his um, chest rockets. I don't believe. Uh, don't they know. did not know. Yeah, but I would have preferred even like the shoulder missiles being a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for for how big and clunky he is, it definitely didn't translate. Mm. I think I'm looking at a uh, almost like a one to one Mecha Godzilla design right now for like, oh yeah, what Godzilla would look like, and I think it looks. It's like a blend between Ready Player One and uh, <coughs> and like the 2021 one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send you a photo real quick so you can see it. Like, it's clear they thought about doing like a, oh, a yeah. combination. Like a combination of like... reminds me of Godzilla Earth. <laughs> a little bit. Um... But like this, I think is a decent design. I think it looks a little bit better. I I don't like how Mechagodzilla doesn't look like Godzilla for the most part. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I actually I think I like the final design more than that image. <laughs> I mean, I can't I can't I think determine which one. I think it's too close to Godzilla. That's my issue actually, because um, mm. I think Mechagodzilla should always have. He should always clearly resemble Godzilla in the silhouette, but I but I think he should also be clearly distinct from Godzilla, um, which is where I find some parts of this design succeeds in that. Succeed in that. Other parts I feel are too close. I think the head doesn't do enough. I, I feel adding a head, adding a fin. I, I don't know if a fin. I don't know. I feel like you could add a little fin there. Probably can't add like a too big of one, but I feel just like adding a fin there would give Mechagodzilla a lot of the personality that all that a lot of the other designs have. 
Yeah. Cause I would I would agree with that. Cause there's just Mecha Godzilla in this movie, like you know, it it definitely works enough for people that there's a lot of people who do really like this design, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so obviously there's something that works here, I'd say. Whether or not we like it as Mecha Godzilla, there is something that works here for a lot of people. Um for me, I think I think it captures something. I don't think it captures Mecha Godzilla. I do think it oh, captures Oh no, it, it doesn't. I think it captures a cool giant robotic Godzilla. But I it, I, yes, I just don't captures... think it captures Mecha Godzilla. It captures that's this there's a ro- robot Godzilla. <laughs> that's what it is. Mm. It's Robo funny how singular points Mecha Godzilla is the one that's called Robo Godzilla. Uh, yeah, no, that doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I do like the tail having like the drill bit as well. That's cool. The, the drill's pretty cool. I think it's cool that they added. It's not seen, but they have uh, chainsaws at the end of the hands. I think that's kind of. Oh cool. yeah, yeah. No, they are they are seen in the movie. There's there's a oh, couple okay. shots where you can see them, like in when Mechagodzilla's um absolutely hammering uh, the big G. You can see them in a couple close ups. But um, like, I just to me, it feel in like the body. The body's too tiny for how big everything else is. The body is way too tiny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Now, like, if you redesigned it and streamlined it and, like, made it more anime, I think it would look good. Mm. But you have to... There there has to... There needs to be a few more drafts of, like... Mm -hmm. What I personally think is... Making it more anime. I am a person who is in love with the idea that Mechagodzilla looks anime. I mean, Um, frankly, Mecha... I think I think that would fit Mechagodzilla, because I think the issue is here is that he does look too Americanish, Americanized. Mm-hmm. And Mecha like, is inherently a like that's Japanese, inherently like, a Japanese like idea, you know. Mm-hmm. My Mecha, uh, <laughs> you are not a Mecha. Like, Actually, technically, f- he's not a Mecha. He's a robot. He's a mech. No, he, he's a mech. If we're being technical here, because <laughs> a mecha, you the pilots are inside. I mean, to be fair, he a is mech, technically piloted in this movie, but not from the inside. Because if I remember correctly, a mech. How many is mecha, Somebody. Uh, the first mecha Godzilla was not piloted on the inside. Was he not? No. I thought his control was in the head. Uh, Well, yeah, they had a control, like an AI controlling it, I suppose. Like the Exilion, not Exilions, sorry. Uh, The the black hole, whatever. Black hole aliens. aliens. Yeah. They were controlling it from like their own, they were controlling it from their own base. Um, Yeah, I I will say I have warmed up to this design. more like especially after getting the monster ass figure i'll admit the monster ass figure is pretty cool 
It's underpainted, but it is pretty cool. <laughs> but that's just monster arts for you. That is true. I, I I do like some of how they changed some of the designs, except for the Kong. The Kong looks a little weird. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know. I just I, I don't I don't like this Mecha Godzilla. He looks again, it goes back it. to I don't This is it. the most American Godzilla movie I've ever watched. Like I will put I, I this above 98. agree with you there. I I 98 I feel 98 I feel 98 is close. It is it is the most it is the most 1990 it's it's the most it's late the 90s adaptation. Movie. I would say 98's the worst adaptation, but oh, I definitely. think GVK is the most American. It's definitely the most, yeah, it's it, Godzilla and Mechagodzilla even are portrayed as them. Yeah, I'm just repeating what you're saying at this point. It just, I, there's, I don't there's know. There's no it just, point it, in me finishing that thought. <laughs> I, and a lot of people will, will hate me for, for that statement. I've had, I've been in a lot of arguments about I mean, my whole... Like here's the thing. Clearly, it so, so there is again. There's elements here that definitely work for an audience. It de- this design worked for a mainstream audience clearly, um, but for someone like you and me, who you know, we, I'd say you and I both pretty, pretty much adore like the original 74, 75 Mechagodzilla, as well as Kiryu. I, I quite like the Heisei one. I, I like, I think, opinion. I think every Mechagodzilla has something good about it up until the 2018 with, <laughs> no, like that is that one. And this one are the two that I honestly just can't. I, I, can't I do get think behind. this is a better Mechagodzilla design than that. Cause that, Yes, I don't hate that design. That's the but worst. That's, just not that's a pile of scrap. Yeah, that that is the actual Michael Bay transformer. That's the Megatron. That's the <laughs> definition of overdesigned. Oh, absolutely. But because like, this at least still has the silhouette of Godzilla in it. Yes, and and you were you were accurate in in your statement of how you thought. You, I think you and I are just more acclimated to the Japanese style, and when it comes oh, down yeah. to it, yeah, that's our bias. The thing, the thing we like about Godzilla and kaiju and tokusatsu is the fact that it is Japanese. Inherently, mm-hmm. there is a different style in Japanese content than you will find in American content. That is why mm. there are plenty of people, and speaking included, in this will defend Japanese content and make the statement it is superior to anything found in America productions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not to say it's always that, because there are plenty of amazing American movies. Oh, absolutely. But just generally speaking, I will sit here and praise, let's see, this came out in 2021, what's another 2021 kaiju movie? Um... That was... Shoot him. Uh, I mean, Godzilla Singular Point came out. Not a movie, but, you know. 
Um, okay, let's let's go back to 2019 then. 2019, you had Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and you had Attack of the Giant Teacher. Those are the first two. Howl from Beyond the Fog as well. Yeah. Howl from Beyond the Fog and Attack of the Giant Teacher are more, to me, are better than King of the Monsters. Howl feels like an art piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to hear my opinion on Howl, definitely check out our and episode mine. where we talk about Howl. Yes, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, Rex and I, I, I talk about Rex and I talk about both Howl, the Foghorn, and Day of the Kaiju uh, in that in that episode. So definitely check that one out and check the movie out. Howl is 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 a piece of art. Mm-hmm. Attack of the Giant Teacher, like King of the Monsters, tries to be aware of what it is, but Attack of the Giant Teacher is more endearing. It doesn't let its crazy idea cloud the fact that it is more than what it is. I mean, it has a great American films as well is that there's this, especially in the modern day, there's this insecurity to be weird and just like not completely gritty without having to like forcibly acknowledge ha ha this is a this is a silly movie we're doing some very 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 silly stuff here you know actually i want to pull up um a quote that i saw Mm. because it uh i admittedly i don't like the I don't like the background for how I saw this, but let me let me pull it up here, because what you just said perfectly like is found in this quote. Mm -hmm. And I I found this quote really interesting, especially from the person who said it. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because I just thought it was. It was weird to see. I'm trying to find it as fast as possible. I'm not trying to yeah, like. Yeah, you slow poke. Hey, I searched it. I'm just waiting for it to pop we up. We still have search. like. Here we go. 50 minutes of movie. So this is James Gunn philosophy on a comic book movie. Okay. I love superheroes. I th- also think they're the dumbest thing that have ever existed. I have no happier times in my life than laying in my bed when I was 12 and reading comic books. I don't think life got much better than that. And yet the fact that we take these things seriously as adults is ridiculous because people really would look at you like they look at Peacemaker when he walks into Fennel Fields wearing a costume. What's wrong with you? You think that's cool? You're a maniac. The idea that superheroes are maniacs is something I like very much. Guardians is much different because it's really a science fiction story, a science fiction story. They're not superheroes. They're not wearing masks, which is one of the reasons I think I had an easier time working my way into it. But in the Suicide Squad, you got guys wearing yellow costumes and all this stuff. I decided to go for what it would really be like. Treating these people like gods is like, what? I have a hard time imagining a guy who's really serious and wanting... Sorry, I just lost my spot and wants revenge making a costume for himself 
and putting black around his eyes so his skin doesn't show when you look at him in the face. He's got the mm -hmm. mask on. And also the eye makeup under it. There's a silliness, silliness to it that I can't deny. Not because it's making fun, but because it seems to me that silliness is what is real. Mm -hmm. So, because of that statement, people have been saying James Gunn shouldn't be running DC. <laughs> um, from that, I kind of interpreted it as James Gunn has to acknowledge the fact that it's stupid. Mm -hmm. Like, Peacemaker is a comedy, The Suicide Squad's a comedy. Even though The Suicide Squad is one of the greatest superhero movies made, it doesn't it doesn't take itself seriously. There's quips, there's jokes, all that. But the thing about kaiju, specifically Japanese kaiju films, up until, I would argue, the late 2000s, is the filmmakers making them knew there was a sense of dread, a sense of danger, this brute force that we as humans cannot stop. Mm -hmm. And that is what I like. I like, even in the dumbest ones, there's comedy, but it's not a lot because there's still that sense of dread. In Godzilla mm. versus Gigan, you got the corn hippie. But... <laughs> I love that guy. There is still, at the end... Godzilla is blood, a bloody mess. And like, the stakes are pretty high. And they do build up this sense of, we have to stop this. Like, this is bad. Godzilla might lose. So it's that sense of, or it's not that sense, it's the enduring nature that some of these films have. Like Attack yeah. of the Giant Teacher. Yeah. Inherently stupid concept, but not once do they really like. I mean, at one point, the teacher grabs like something to cover himself up. Mm -hmm. But that's about it. Like in the kaiju stuff, it's taken very seriously. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it does depend on the film. Like there's still gags within the films acknowledging you know the silliness like but even then that's typically ag superior just putting in comedy for the kids largely as well to be fair mm -hmm. or um, another good example is in shin godzilla the soggy noodles line <laughs> like there there are moments in these films where there's like a humor to them mm-hmm King but Shin Godzilla's also had an issue of having too much MCU humor, which there's a little bit of that in this film. But I, I will, I will concede that this film at least tones it down, so that's not mm -hmm. over overly distracting. I, I still find it a, a bit annoying in this film, and but... I think partly how they reduce that as they increased it in the kaiju mm. like godzilla specifically as we mentioned <sighs> during the first fight feels like a, a to me like a cartoon character mm. even in his first appearance he's moving like a cartoon character like when he's lumbering and i think around. you 
I think you mentioned that too. I, I believe I did. Um, like, so it's like I it's, like obviously I go into a Godzilla film. I expect him to do a little bit of like lumbering around stuff. goofily. Like I don't expect him to be like I don't expect it to be a one hundred percent serious portrayal of Godzilla. I'm not asking for a one hundred percent serious portrayal of Godzilla. I'm fine with him being a little bit goofy. I, I love the Showa Godzilla. Showa Godzilla is very goofy. <laughs> but I just uh, it's made, it, it, some part of it's the a lot of it is the animation I think um, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't blame the animators per se I, I just more blame the direction it's they the were style given. yes it is the style and direction of the movie that I take issue with um, and that's why for me this movie completely just kind of works as a kong movie it doesn't work for me as a godzilla movie correct and and that's what left me really disappointed coming out of the theater and that 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 hits it perfectly here um it doesn't like i feel like with the kong like kong is inherently an american product yeah, which is why it works to have, you know, this American-styled movie. But it it would be like taking Yojimbo and remaking it as a, I mean, what, they as a did western. Do, <laughs> they did do it as a western, <laughs> but like you you can't do the samurai thing in the West. Like mm-hmm. I, I know, I'm pretty sure there's they movies. did it as a western. Correct. And the thing about Godzilla is, I'm pretty sure they even modeled the original, or like in the in their heads while creating this. Throughout the Showa era, they had the idea of like the lone Ronin samurai, like the. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm trying to remember what I heard that from. But I, see, I seem I, to recall... I feel 2014 almost succeeds at that. I don't think it quite works 100%, but it... it 2014 clearly wants... It, it wants to have Godzilla still distinctly have his Japanese roots. Correct. Um, and when we did our five-year... I, like, I feel like this movie doesn't care about that very mm-hmm. much. A King yes. of the Monsters has a King of the Monsters shows it less than 2014, but you obviously Michael Doherty cares about Godzilla's Japanese roots, and he cares about some of the origins of the characters, the connection to the bomb, etc. It, it may not be handled very well in that film, but clearly there there is an attempt there to do that. Where here Godzilla is just a lizard. You know, it's it, it, it's the most pedestrian take on Godzilla that we've gotten where it's like, yeah, it's it's more like it, it's it is certainly Godzilla in appearance, but the the actions just don't don't feel like Godzilla. Correct. And I, in our 
five-year anniversary retrospective on 2014 that we did. Five years. Was it five years? Pretty sure it was seven. Seven years? Seven years? Yeah. Yeah, okay. In our seven-year retrospective, I remember both of us mentioning how 2014 didn't feel like a traditional blockbuster. Mm. Um, The look and the feel and even the story, just it didn't didn't hit. Um, to the same standards aspects, honestly. And part of that is, it might have been Edwards who mentioned the samurai thing. I I feel like it might have been when I when I I mean it was probably watching was. the bonus I, features because I do feel I do feel that there's there is absolutely samurai inspiration in Godzilla and and even the music too kind of cues you mm-hmm. in on that. Yes. When you said that, my I, I my face lit up because I know exact like when we <laughs> when I mentioned it, like I immediately thought of like the Godzilla's mu- like, eyes opening. He, yeah, when that. his eyes open during the end scene. Yes, and, and that like flute or whistle type noise yes. just comes in. <laughs> it's ob to me the way it works, and I'm gonna kind of reiterate what you said. 2014 is the most Japanese inspired. Mm-hmm. King of the Monsters is the love letter to the Japanese films that doesn't take inspiration, but points out the facts why they love it. Yeah. King of the or GVK is what Adam Wingard historically has done. And uh, when we were talking to our friend Mike, uh, a while back, I remember we had this conversation about GVK. He specifically mentioned that in the horror community, um, he has basically made an argument for why it doesn't matter what what the horror tropes are and what what is established in horror, because he wants to just do what he wants, which is mostly a basic idea, specifically for the Blair Witch. Yeah. Um, because I watched Blair Witch before I watched GVK, and mm-hmm. when I was reading about like the opinions and thoughts, the issue was Wingard took the concept of the original and basically just didn't care. Like he mm. didn't care about the mystery. He just wanted to go with what he had and thus created essentially a creature feature because hmm. spoiler alert, you see the witch. Oh, yeah, yeah. You see it, whereas in the original, you never see it in the movie. So Adam Wingard historically has went and basically been like, I don't I'm not going to. Uh follow what has been established and I'm just going to do what I want to do. So in mm. this case, Wingard wanted a wrestling match. Mm. And I'm going to explain why that doesn't work like it does in uh, the 62 film a little later whenever I can bring up a quote that's relevant mm. to the scene we're talking about. Mm. Um, uh, one thing I will give credit to on that though is at least as as a remake, I do appreciate how this doesn't this 
it references the original but isn't just ripping off the original movie you know Wingard that... does do a good job at referencing stuff better than Doherty did. Yeah, Doherty's references are a bit. They're too on the nose. Yes. Yeah, they're too in your face. There's only really one moment where I'd say the reference is really in your face, and that's like with the axe and the tree in the original. That's probably the yes. only in your face reference, or. Yeah. Definitely the biggest one. Um, I I agree, but here you know there's elements taken from King Kong vs Godzilla, and as you've pointed out, um, King Kong escapes. The whole story feels like King Kong escapes. Mm-hmm. Like the fight on the boat is meant to be a direct reference to the raft in the um, original King Kong vs Godzilla, um, like that sort of stuff. Kong but being the actual... taken by air. Yeah, yeah, that too, especially. Mm. Um, like, I, being I, drugged. <laughs> that that too. Um, I but I do appreciate that. Unlike some other Godzilla films and other you know remakes, this isn't just telling the same story again, but worse. Yeah, because one of my I I don't like Godzilla vs. Mothra '92 because that <laughs> I knew film, you were going there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, that, that film, the few scenes that work are all derivative of the, the 64 film or, or even the original Mothra. Um, and so it ends up, you end up just asking the question, why I'm not enjoying this. Why should I not just turn this off and put on the original? You know, this is just... Mm -hmm. The, it's not a one-to-one comparison, but this is essentially the same. We're exploring the same topics. We're exploring a very similar conflict, but we're just we've got worse special effects here, less engaging characters, and you know both both movies have the issue of going on for too long anyway. But like the the first, the original film's shorter. Um, referring to Mothra versus not 61 Mothra. Yeah. Yeah, so at least at least this film, in my long-winded explanation, um, at least this film feels like its own thing. Even though... Correct. I, in some regards, you could argue that's a bit of a bastardization of the, of the original's message, which I don't disagree with. I'm going with. to get into... I'm going yeah, to get I've into been, that. I've been waiting for you to get into that. Because <laughs> that, that is another argument that people have had with me. I'm going to do it specifically when when Guard says something in his commentary that I'm going okay. to stop at that scene and be like, okay, okay. let's do sit down. Res- and Do we want to resume? Or? Yeah, we could go ahead and start back up if, yeah, if you've made your point. Yeah, because we've been paused for like a while. We've gone on to like four separate topics. Hey listeners, it's Rex in editing here. As our 50th episode celebration approaches the two and a half hour mark, Elijah and I felt it would be necessary to split the remainder of this five hour recording into two parts. If you are enjoying this episode and would like to hear more from us, please consider checking out our various social media accounts such as YouTube channels, Twitter accounts, Instagram accounts, and more via the links within this episode's description. 
Stay on the lookout for everything wrong with Godzilla vs. Kong Part 2. And remember, life's too short to not talk big. We are set, we are in debt, there's nothing to sweat. Life's too short now, baby. Too now, baby.